Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. Joyce is the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, a program that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. As a certified coach, she studied directly with her mentor, Jack Canfield, author of the Chicken Soup book series, where she served as an assistant to his training program. Through her study with many prestigious coaches and mentors, she has created a powerful program that has positively impacted hundreds of people. On today's program, Joyce and her guest will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host, Joyce Buford. Good morning. I am so excited about the day today. It's a interesting day in, in Tyler, Texas for sure. And I hope wherever you are, I want you to sit back and get a cup of coffee or whatever you might need for to while you are going to listen to a fascinating show today with a fascinating lady. Her name is Monica Bloom. Now, Monica is an enthusiastic Ayurvedic coach, author, and speaker. Now, if you don't know what Ayurvedic is, she's going to share that with us. So hold on. Now, after living in the at the intersection of a stressful corporate job, Driving three hours daily to work, motherhood, she was experiencing motherhood, and a side hustle. Monica became the expert at tucking Ayurveda neatly into a busy modern life. During her craziness, she, as she refers to it, she used her Ayurvedic know-how to renew her health, clear her mind, and exude joy each day. And because of that, her sweet spot is teaching busy go-getters how to enrich their mind, body, and spirit so they can enjoy achieving their goals and love their life. Monica is an author, as I said, and she did author her book, Your Elements. Now, a little personal side here. She has a knack for making a very complex topic simple so that anyone can benefit and grow. She lives in a happy cottage among the trees in San Francisco Bay Area with her husband, daughter, and four-legged work buddy, Rio. Monica, I just love that interview. I just love it. It's so fun. It's so fun. It's so good to be here, Joyce. Thank you so much. Oh, I just love this. So, you know, you t- I, in the beginning of reading about how stressed you were with it, I can't imagine a three-hour commute. I really can't. I live in kind of a it, quieter part of the world. And yeah. three hours just sent me over the edge. Yeah, it's a little bonkers. It's a little bonkers. But, you know, I've always lived, well, for the past 15 or 16 years, I've lived in San Francisco or Los Angeles. And I was pretty lucky in both of those places. When I lived in the city of San Francisco, I was pretty lucky, um, you know, to get places fairly quickly with public transportation and all that. But you also just have a bunch of patients um, getting from place to place in Los Angeles. 
I was yeah. very lucky to live close to work. But then when we moved back up to the Bay Area, we were no longer in the city. And it uh. took a good hour, 20 minutes to get to work. Now, it wasn't all just sitting. It was like, it was a little more manic than that. It was like, get the girl, get the child to daycare in Berkeley. <laughs> the daycare opened up at 8 o'clock. The bus picked up at 8.02, three blocks down the road. So I trained her to, like, push me out the door. I'm like, okay, push mama out the door to, like, you know, so she wasn't, like, hugging and stuff. And then I would sprint down the street. I'd catch the bus, hopefully. If I didn't, I missed it. I had to wait a half an hour for the next one. Or sometimes they were too full, and they just blow past you. And then Uh I get to San Francisco half an hour later or 45 minutes later, depending on traffic. And then there was a 20-minute walk. So it was this broken up um Commute, which actually I didn't mind the walking, right? Like, who cares? Yeah. Like, you've got 40 yeah. minutes of walking in a day. That's pretty great. But over time, I was like, oh, I'm spending all my time on a commute. And I became very resentful in a way of, like, having to do all that. And, like, mm-hmm. I became angry. I thought my time was wasted. I couldn't mm-hmm. see my kid. As I was like, oh, if I could translate this into, like, three hours of doing anything else. That would be right. great. And so yeah. that was, I think that in itself, on top of all the other things I was doing. So then I was managing a team of eight for a startup division of the company I was working for, which was <laughs> fun and crazy. And then you're responsible for everybody else, you know. So it was just a lot of things. I feel like there was something else going on at the time, too. I don't remember. Yeah. But there was a lot of things that was stacked. And in being yeah. a new mom, I had a toddler. She was less than two. Um, oh my goodness! And so it was just. Uh, by the time I got home, I had, I had more work to do. Yeah. Because with the commute time, you're not able to work, and mm. um, so I would work until very late, and I was just fried. Like I, I just booked my days up, and I was fried. And yeah. get this: at the same time, I had already, I already knew Ayurveda. I already mm. had been doing and teaching. Ayurveda for about five or six years, and I completely lost all my good stuff that I had uh, been practicing. And uh, the one thing that changed me is I said to myself, girl, you got to get it together. <laughs> What's your problem? Like, why are you, you're angry all the time. Like, you're stressed out. You're trying yes. to do everything for everybody. You're not sleeping properly. You're not, you're, you're working all the time. There's no self-care. Yes. There's no time for anything. So I was like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? How do I fix my mind? And I was like, oh, the the fastest way to change my mind is to move my body. And I went, oh, right, right. Okay. And so I had two dogs also. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to take the one dog that likes to run for a 10-minute run in the morning. We're going to get up in the dark. Like Ayurveda says, get up before the sun because the energy of movement we can get into this uh, as we talk about Ayurveda a little bit more. But yeah. there's an energy that happens right before the sun rises when it's dark outside. And it's called Vata. And it's the energy of movement. And when you rise in the energy of movement, it carries you throughout the day. Whereas if oh. we rise, yes! So when we rise after the sun comes up, we feel a little sluggish. Because that uh-huh. slower time, it's a different energy at that time. And we can feel sluggish start to the day. So my trick was, all right, you got to get up in the dark. I was doing that anyways. And I was uh-huh. like, just go for a 10-minute run. And so I took the dog, and we went for a 10-minute run. And I kid you not, that day, I was happy. I was happy. I was really? like, okay, I can still do all this stuff. I was happy. And then I figured out 
like, um, then I was like, okay, well, guess what? What else can make me happy? Meditation makes me happy. Okay, I'm going to do meditation on the bus. And so I did. So I'd get on the bus, and I'd, I'd do my meditation. So I'd do my 10-minute run. Then I'd do my meditation on the bus. Then I was like, what else can I do? What else can I do to make myself happy? Ooh, I can pay daycare to open 10 minutes early so I don't have to sprint and run with a stressful morning right off the bat. So I did that. I was like, can you guys open 10 minutes early? I'll pay you. They're like, sure. So I got space there. That is there. so yeah. thinking out of the box. I really applaud you for that. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, it was like survival. think of doing that. Yeah. You got to use you? all your tools. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. You know? Right there. Yeah. Whoever's listening, that's your biggest tip for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we're going to tell you a lot more because she's going to explain Aveda to us and help us understand what is that strange word that we hear. Where did origin originate from? So, anyway, I'm really anxious about that. So Yeah. All right. So, let's talk about Ayurveda. What is it? Where does it come from? It's a weird-looking word. It is Sanskrit. It comes yeah. from <clears throat> India. About 5,000 years ago or so, maybe six, maybe three, we're not sure. But it's old, and it kind of stems from around the time of Chinese medicine as well. So there were all these, um, all these regions that were doing sort of similar things around the same time. And what Ayurveda is, is it's essentially the science, it literally translates to the science or knowledge of life, which sounds big and huge, but the purpose of Ayurveda is to teach us how to have longevity. And the reason why we want longevity is so that we can fulfill our purpose on this planet. And so that uh. might sound a little hippy dippy, but let me get, let me get to this. So <laughs> Ayurveda is all about, it can both teach us how to build a lifestyle to prevent disease and imbalance because 90% of disease or imbalance can be cured and prevented with diet and lifestyle alone. So oh, when wow. I first write, and so the power is like in our own hands, as long as we know the, the rules around Ayurveda, and most importantly, this is where it gets cool, Ayurveda says we're all completely unique individuals. Just because three people have a headache, the problem the, or the cause and the cure for each one of those headaches is going to be different for every single one of those people. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we need to learn and understand who we are as unique individuals and then build our diet and lifestyle around that way because one size does not fit. Oh, we're completely unique. Completely right. and totally unique. And yeah. so, um, yeah, and so that's kind of the overview of what Ayurveda is and it mm. goes wide and it goes deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> when you get somebody that comes in and they're complaining about being exhausted, they can't get through the day, they're stressed over the top, which most of us are dealing with stress. I mean, I, yes. I just don't believe there's a person on the earth that doesn't have some stress put yes. on them. And it's how we handle it. Most of us don't know how to handle it. And so yeah. 
how do you start with a person that just walks in totally exhausted? You can tell by their skin they're they're not yeah. doing something right. You know, it's lost its glow, it's wrinkly, or or really stressed. <laughs> so how do you yeah. start? Yeah. So how do you? What is one simple thing where you can keep, begin using Ayurveda? So yeah. it's a great question, and Ayurveda likes to say it depends because it depends on the person. Right, yeah. so each person's going to need something a little different because we live our lives totally different, and right. we're unique, different people. But mm-hmm. there are some very simple things that anybody can do to start bringing in sort of an Ayurvedic way of shaping your schedule and increasing your energy. And so, one of those first things here's—I'll tell you the screw up. How about that, Joyce? Can I tell you where <laughs> yes. I see most of us? especially Americans, um, yeah. screw up. Okay, yeah, sure. here's number one. The number one screw up is that we breeze through lunch. We don't have it. We skip it. We have a salad. We have something small. I know that yeah. sounds weird, but let me right. tell you what happened. So we have a digestive fire that burns behind our belly that's responsible for digesting all of our food. We get most of the reason why we get sick is because of a malfunctioning digestive fire. Also, fire is responsible for the vigor, the vitality, the transformation, that light, that light, that fire that we bring to every day. Okay? So if the fire's not going well, we're not digesting our food well, and that can cause all kinds of problems. Constipation can cause bloating. It can cause, it can cause the opposite where you're pooping pooping the food out real fast, like diarrhea, right? So it can cause all these Mm. digestive problems, but also the mind, body, spirit are all connected. So it affects the mind as well. Mm. So we need to digest our food properly. And so because of this digestive fire burning, here comes in um, principle number one in Ayurveda is like increases like. So... The sun during our breakfast time is low on the horizon, right? And the sun is essentially a big fire. Yes. And when it rises and gets stronger around noon, we're going to have a nice big burning fire in the sky. The sun is hot at that time. <laughs> Therefore, the fire behind our belly, that the Agni, rises ready too. And it says, hey, I'm ready for food. I can handle a bulk of food. That is when we should be eating our biggest meal of the day. Ah, is during lunch. And most people breathe through it or skip it or they're like, ah, don't eat it. And what happens is they eat a big dinner. Okay, so if we're going by this concept of fire, one of the great elements in Ayurveda, Mm -hmm. if you don't give it anything at noon, fire goes, what the heck, I don't have anything to burn. And the fire gets smaller. And then by the time dinner comes around, sun is setting, isn't it? The sun mm-hmm. is setting. Yeah. Our digestive fire is like, well, I'm done for the day. I'm going to start to set too. And so our digestive gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And what do we do? We're like, I'm hungry. I didn't eat all day. And we eat this mm. huge big meal without a proper digestive fire to digest the food. And then we're maybe like we're, over, we're overstuffed. We eat too much. And mm. we can experience weight gain because of that. Because we go to sleep without our food being properly digested, 
kind of hangs around, doesn't get digested well. We wake up the next morning. Maybe we have a breakfast or maybe we don't, whatever. But the old food is still sitting around because we actually didn't eat it. Yeah. Or we didn't digest it properly. Yeah. So that's the number one thing I see. If you're not already eating a nice lunch and you're skipping through it because we're busy, change it. See how you can get in a much bigger lunch in quantity, and then for dinner, eat like half the amount of food. Oh. And your energy will change. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you, do you, does Ayurveda refer to the type of food or um, just yeah. in general food? It's a good question. So in Ayurveda... Um, there's different foods for different folks. Yo. So, okay. yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Ask yeah. the question. What were you going to say? No, I mean, I went, oh, that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> I mean, right okay. now, everybody is reaching out for the keto diet, which some people yeah. do well with, some people don't do yeah. well with. So, Can I tell I'm you why? Us. I'm going to tell why? you why. So we'll get back to food, but I'm going to explain some things first. Because Ayurveda, okay. you got to learn the stuff a little bit, and then you can apply yeah. it. So okay. in Ayurveda, there are what's called three doshas, okay? And the uh. doshas are three energies that are made of the five elements. Now, if your listeners do not have pen and paper, they might want to grab some. And if not, they can come back and listen again, because this is where yes. real teaching starts to, to happen. Okay, so the five elements, space, air, fire, water, and earth. These three doshas are made of the five elements. So the first dosha is vata dosha, and it's made of space and air, okay? Very light. These um, people with um, a vata dosha are, tend to be lightweight, light-boned. They move fast. They talk fast. They're creative. They're storytellers. They um, tend to have a small frame, thin skin. Um, they are multitask like crazy and usually don't finish things. Like they're very <laughs> witty because they're made of space and air. Mm-hmm. Right. And then the second and, and Vata is the energy of movement. It is in our bodies. It moves things from place to place. It's responsible for circulation. It's responsible for our heart beating. Vata energy is involved in everything in our body all the time. So our body is constantly just changing and changing and changing every, every second, every millisecond. So, the next dosha is pitta dosha. And pitta is made of fire and water. Okay? So, pitta people have a little bit more um, substance to their structure. They're going to be more muscular. They're going to have sharper features, like maybe a sharper nose or sharper jaw. They've Mm -hmm. got, um, like, lighter colored skin. They will easily burn in the sun because they're made of the fire element. And so light increases light. They might get sunburned easily. They might get heartburn easily. Um, they tend to be organizational, analytical. They got their opinions. They're more like a leader. They're like, we're going to slice and dice this and solve this problem. They are <laughs> definitely more of the fiery personality. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pitta dosha. The third one is kapha dosha. 
is the energy of lubrication and structure. And Kasa Dosha is made of water and earth. So now we've gone all the way from very light and airy space and air, a little bit more dense to fire and water. And now we're over in water and earth, which is heavy, dense, immobile. So Kasa people are more, they have the most sturdy structure. They have more rounded features. They have the personality of the hostess with the mostest. They're all love and sunshine. They're happy-go-lucky. How can I serve you? How can I support you? Do you want some food? Let's hug. Like, they are just the, um, they're the caretakers, okay? Yeah. So those yeah. are, that's those people. So now let's think about the concept. So, first of all, we all have all three doshas in us because they manifest in actually certain parts of our body and they make the body work, okay? okay? So just know that for simple terms. We have all three doshas in us, but one or two of them are going to be most prominent in ourselves, mm-hmm. which is cool. This is where Ayurveda gets, like, really individualized. Okay. So let's say we're remembering that concept of like increases like. So that's no bueno. We don't want more like. We want to counterbalance. So when we talk about food, a vata person made of space and air, they're very light, they're very cold, they're very dry, they're windy, they move about, they need food that is like grounding, like comfort food. They need to balance that space and air with nice, warm, heavy food. Like these are the mac and cheese people because they don't easily gain weight anyway. So who cares? They can eat their mac and cheese and feel so satisfied. Unfortunately, a lot of Vata type people are choosing things like salad. Yes. Which is too much space and air, which is why they get bloated tummies and constipation and all and um, distension and they get cramps and they don't feel so good in the gut sometimes because they're eating too much space and air, too many light foods. They need to eat heavier foods. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a dosha. Yeah. Do you have a question? No. You're getting... It's a this lot. This is not me. I just want to share that with you. That's fine. Okay. not good. data. No, I think that you're a, a combination of pitta with kapha, but let's see. You got let's it. See. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, so, um, when you move on to pitta dosha, these are the people that are made of um, fire and water. And so, what is fire? Fire is hot. So, mm-hmm. these people are going to, they really have to watch the spice in their food and the acidity in their food because they will feel things like heartburn or they will get like um, some acid reflux or they'll get something like that that's very heating. They might notice um, if you take a pizza person, let's say Mm -hmm. I come over to your house, Joyce, and it's um, 90 degrees in Texas in the summer, and we're Mm -hmm. like, hey, let's go sit out in the sun which is heating. It's 90 degrees, which is heating. And you're like, let's have margaritas and chips and salsa. And so we have our margaritas, alcohol is heating, lime heating, salt heating. We put out hot salsa on the table. We have some chips. And my cheerful Joyce is sitting there. We're enjoying our thing. And all of a sudden, she starts to get red and blotchy on the chest and maybe <laughs> on her neck and on her face. And I'm like, uh-huh. you're looking a little red. And she's like, yeah. And she's kind of struggling to be happy. She's getting cranky. 
And she's like, I'm feeling the heartburn. And your, your, your mood gets soured, too, because you start to get too hot. And it's not your body. It's 100% telling you this is not the right thing. So let's take Joyce out. We're going to go sit in the shade in the 90 degrees. Definitely. We're going to have cucumber water. Cucumber's cooling. We're going to have mango salsa, not hot salsa. Mangoes are cooling. We're going to have those chips. And all of a sudden, my friend Joyce is just fine. This is fine. Yeah. No, no problem. So pizza people need to have more cooling foods. Cooling foods are like um, veggies, fruit, fresh. These are people that can maybe tolerate a salad, although Ayurveda, there's a reason Ayurveda says uh, not too many raw foods because it's hard on our digestive fire. Can be. Uh, depending mm. on the person. Pizzas have strong digestive fire. They're the only dosha that has the fire elements in them. And so because of that, they just need to keep their foods. Um, they're going to burn through their food, first of all. They're going to be, they're going to be like, always hungry. They can always eat. Not that they should, <laughs> but they're like, yeah, I can eat. And so they, they, they'll be happy That's to eat. Me. I can yeah, eat. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I can eat. Um, <laughs> They just have to be careful that they're not eating too much in quantity uh, because that fire is going to be calling for, for food. They have to regulate their Agni. Um, yeah. But the foods that are best for uh, pittas are like uh, fruits, veggies, grains. They can do like fish, chicken, um, things like that. A vata can have all of those things too. Those are great. Um, but mm-hmm. the vatas should really be mindful that they're not just eating all vegetables. It's going to be too light for them. They're not going to feel good. So let's move on over to kapha. Okay. So kapha dosha. We've got earth and water. They're heavy. They're slow. And so when you have a person that is built of these heavier energies, they need lighter food. So for kapha type people, this is where vegetarianism is great. This is where veganism is great for these types of people because, A, they don't need a lot of food. They have a lot of structure. They're the energy of lubrication and structure. They can get away with eating less, maybe one, two meals a day. Mm. And, right, and what nobody says with these keto diets and with the uh, Whole30 and all the things, yes, they will work for some people. But they're not going to work for all people because we're all totally different. Yeah. And so when we're choosing our foods, we need to listen to what our body's calling for and stop doing what we think we should do. And I'm going to put yeah. a big asterisk behind that because eating what we, what we want, what our body's telling us, we also have to be mindful that it's not craving crap like Kit Kats and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a difference between making good choices. Yeah, good choices with your food and choosing stuff you already know. Like, I don't need to tell you. Kit Kats for lunch, not a good idea. Okay, you know? But, (laughs) But when we really listen to our bodies, like, I want you and your listeners that are with us today, I want you to start thinking about what foods make you feel good. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. what kind of foods do you eat that make you feel really good? Because whether you know Ayurveda, whether you know your dosha, whether you know squat about any of this stuff, you know a lot about yourself. Yeah. Okay. When We're going to stop say, right yeah. there. Don't want you to say yeah. another word because I don't want to have to cut it off. I want everybody to be able to hear every single word you're saying because I'm 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 learning a lot here. So. 
Um, I have questions because I'm a little of this and a little of that. But when we come back, I'll um, say those questions, ask those questions. We'll be back shortly. Transformational coach, motivational speaker, and author, Joyce Buford returns after this short break. Would you like to know how to bring more ease to all the decisions you need to make in life? Knowing your core values is the first step in Joyce's free live masterclass. You'll discover your top five core values in as little as 45 minutes. Join her now at freegiftfromjoyce.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Welcome back to this segment of Second Wind. Joyce Buford, the creator of Uncover Your Hidden Genius, continues in this segment to share insight that will help you live a life of greater purpose, fulfillment, and ease. Now here's our host, author and coach, Joyce Buford. Wow. That's all I can say is wow. This has been so interesting knowing the three doshas, which are Veda, Pita, and Casa. Am I saying that correctly? You know I am close to Mexico and we say Casa. C-A-S-A. <laughs> but I have a feeling it's not C-A-S-A. What is no, it? No, it's called K-A-P-H. A, Kafa. Oh, yes, that's so different <laughs> from what yeah. I was saying. Sorry about that. But no anyway, worries. one of the questions that you, you know, you divided them into these four doshas. Um, dasha. Um, I see myself a little bit in the pita, as you had correctly said, and a little bit in the kafa. Um, yes. I'm not pure in either one. I have issues yes. with both of them. But, yep. uh, you know, I'm eating chips and salsa and guacamole. I just got back from Mexico, a beautiful part of Mexico uh, that I'd never been to before. Um, it, it's called the, um, um, what's it called? Riviera, the Mayan Riviera. So it was a totally different part from where Texas is exposed. You know, we normally go down to Texas and beyond where they're having so many difficulties right now and uh, so anyway but all we did was eat guacamole and chips and and so I'm kind of going well how did that affect me I love hot food so I'm wondering how that affects me and um, but I do definitely have the light skin and I am the nurturer I'm the caretaker so that's the kafa so how do you blend two different? It's, that's right. 
is the biggest question I get. They say, my, my students and readers go, I'm two. Which one do I balance? Because they contradict each other. Yes, they and do. And the one thing that we can think about is, um, well, I'll just throw this other nugget into the mix. The doshas also rule the season. So in the summer, it's going to be more pitta because it's hot. Yes, yes. Okay, that would be a time where you eat more, uh, you really focus on those pitta balancing foods, the cool foods, the fruits, the salads and all of that, and lay mm. off the spices. In the winter, you can get away with a little more spice. The winter and the spring because it's cold. Mm-hmm. And so your kapha side will need some of those spices. And I think the best thing that I can say, especially if you're a brand new beginner and Ayurveda is totally new, but you want to do something good for yourself, yes. is to start to pay attention. Okay, once you get a clue on your doshas, even mm-hmm. if it's not perfect, change a little bit. So now you're like, I wonder what would happen if I had spicy food left. I'm going to try it for two weeks and see how I feel. Because uh. I can't tell you exactly, right? Like, I can't tell you exactly what to have, what to do, unless, you know, mm-hmm. we're working one-on-one or something. And even then, it's still a little bit like, you know what? Try this. I think it's going to benefit you, but give it a try for a week or two and see how you feel. Sometimes that's all somebody needs is a week of changing um, their, their foods, and they feel a whole lot better. They're like hot dogs. Like, I feel <laughs> so much better. I'm going to do this all the time. And so for you, I would say in the summertime, stay away from the heating stuff. In the wintertime, you can have a little bit more heating food, um, and this, but eat lighter. So, like, in the springtime is kapha season because kapha is a builder, and so that's when all the buds on the trees and the rain and all the stuff happens. That's when you're going to want to eat lighter, spicier, drier food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, not quite so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. So this leads me to, I'm looking at that, and although you've done a beautiful job explaining it, um, I still have some questions. So I'm curious to know if your book is a plan for it. Does it hold all of this wisdom that you've shared with us this morning? It does. It holds a lot of what I've shared and so, so, so much more. So if Uh if you were to read my book, it's called In Your Elements, and you can find it on Amazon. Um, But it is a, it's like a roadmap. So it's a little bit of teaching, and then it's a little bit of, here's how to implement into your life. It's kind of, there's like workbook component. So Mm -hmm. there's a dosha quiz in there, so you could take it and see which dosha or two you might gravitate toward more, and then Mm -hmm. go into the daily routine and go into the nutrition. There's three chapters on nutrition. We go into exercise, mindset, um, and it balances out. Um, it'll help you balance out the full spectrum of what Ayurveda can actually do for you on a daily basis. Because this is, we're talking about today, Joyce, we're talking yeah. about probably point one eight percent of what Ayurveda is. Like, it's, it, we're talking about, like, 1%, maybe, of what Ayurveda is. Maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. There, it's, a, it's a lot. But the book goes through 
a lot of it um, that, w- that we can use in our daily life because it's so big. You got to break it down and just make it doable. That's what my book will teach. Yeah. Now, this is a question that I come from from the woman that diets. OK, I'm a dieter or I need to be mm-hmm. dieting right now. Um, mm-hmm. And so can I assume that since this is a balance program, a program of balance you in mind, body and spirit, does it did it, does it also help us once we get ourselves in balance? Do we tend to lose weight? Do we tend to go to our norm? What would be our norm weight? Yeah. Is that That's right? a great question? That's a great question. And yeah, it helps us what I like to say, achieve our, our best body yeah. or who we are as a person. Cause not everybody needs to lose weight. Some people need to gain it. So it really helps people balance out and find where, like what's ideal for them as a right. unique person. Like some people feel heavy. They're like, geez, I just feel heavy. Listen to that. That's probably a hint that your body's telling you, like, hello, we're feeling heavy. Can you do something about this, please? And some mm-hmm. people feel exhausted and too light and, like, they have no structure. And they're like, I feel windy and, like, tired all the time. And I don't have any strength. That's a sign that there's a little bit too much depletion. So when we feel mm-hmm. heavy, it's called overbuild, mm-hmm. a little bit overbuilt in um, the, the, the elements that we're taking. And when we don't have enough, we're depleted. The body's depleting, right, which mm-hmm. is not good. We want to be at what's right for us. Now, some people can gain weight very easily. Those tend to be kafa people. And some mm-hmm. people can't gain weight no matter what the heck they eat. And those are vata type people. And I know that uh, you and the listeners are already making some, you have some ideas about who you are and where you fit on this spectrum. Mm-hmm. But yeah. eating in an, in an Ayurvedic way, which is actually like, don't let that scare you. It's just eating the regular food that you do. Like we're, you know, we're, we're doing our best with the food that we have and the knowledge that we have of our bodies now. But yes, mm-hmm. it will help you reach the optimal place of where your body should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Well, as I mature, let's say, and we all grow up and we start deciding, you know, we've been dealing with the weight. I've, it feels like I've dealt with an extra 10 pounds all my life. And <clears throat> so, but as I mature, I find that I'm feeling the stress in my mind as much as my body. And so, you know, I, I feel the need for balance. And I look, I look at most of the Texans around here. I don't mm-hmm. see many that are too thin. I see way mm-hmm. more people that are over, over 10, maybe even 20 pounds. And they mm-hmm. they really do need to uh, go into a program of some sort, some support program to help them. But, I mean, it, do you did you kind of all of a sudden decide I was going to lose weight or tend to weight? versus a plan that was a plan for life? I'll tell you what happened to me. I was a personal trainer, and I was a graphic designer, and I was eating salads at lunch. And, Mm. well, first I was having a giant coffee in the morning. Um, Yes. Then I would have a salad at lunch, 
Then I was like looking for candy at like two or three in the afternoon. Then, yeah, because I didn't eat much of a lunch. Then I'd go out for happy hour with my friends. Uh, This is San Francisco days. Happy hour with my friends. Then I'd eat like a huge burrito at like eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night. (laughs) I was, which why I wasn't hungry anymore. Yeah. So my nutrition was terrible. Uh-huh. What started happening, you brought in a mind. I'm glad you did because my mind started getting depressed. I started getting lost. I was foggy. I was sad mm-hmm. all the time. I was lonely. I was brought down to a very low point, which is where mm-hmm. I started looking for things, mm-hmm. right? And a long yeah. story short, that's how I stumbled on Ayurveda. And my first week, my first weekend in Ayurveda school, they talked about having a big lunch. And I was like, well, I never do. I never do that. I'm going to start there. <laughs> and so we had a lunch break and I went to Whole Foods and they were like, eat warm food because I think I'm part Vata. So just so you know, uh-huh. I'm Vata, Pitta, and Split, both of them. Um, uh-huh. But then my Vata was hot, but I had all kinds of digestive problems. I couldn't poop. I was constantly uh-huh. bloated. Anything I would eat would distend my stomach. I was bloated. I was in pain most of the time. My mind was all over the place and I talked about 10 times faster than this. So, with all that vata energy, oh, no. I, right? I went to Whole Foods and I looked at the prepared food section and I was like, um, okay, I'm just going to have a warm lunch for once. Mm-hmm. And so I got mac and cheese and I got mm-hmm. a side of warm vegetables. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to sit down and not be at a computer while I eat my lunch. So I took a little table in the side, inside of Whole Foods. They have little tables in there. And I sat down. And for the first time, I think, since I was a little kid, when my grandmother used to make me big German lunches, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I've <laughs> totally been missing oh. food. Oh, oh, I can focus this afternoon. Oh, I actually don't feel bloated today. Oh, I'm actually not super starving out of my head for dinner. That meal right. completely like change, it changed everything. That little, that little lunch. And from then on, I was committed to like doing a better job with my lunch. Okay. And, tell me about this. Yeah. Cause I'm thinking mm-hmm. about Thanksgiving and okay. we eat heavy. Matter of fact, yeah. we gourd ourselves. Yeah. With the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And what makes me sleepy in the afternoon? Is it the combination of food or is it the volume of food? The Agni has been buried. It's got no strength. You've buried the Agni, our digestive fire, under way too much food, and the body's got no energy left. Yeah. So the rest of the body shuts down because Agni, digestive fire, remember, says, hold up, body. I just got a ton of work to do. We're mm. not – you can't think straight <laughs> because yeah. the, that tages, that fire doesn't get into our mind. It's unable to. So that's why when we feel cloudy in the mind, heavy in the mind, unfocused, lethargic, lazy, all those things in the mind yes. is actually coming from a physical place in the body because we've eaten too much food and our ah. agony can't handle it. It can't make it way, its way through it. It's like, I'm going to take me days. So the best thing to do for Thanksgiving <laughs> is like fast the next day or eat very light or have light spicy soups so that yeah. the, the agony can catch up and get through all of that work because if you yeah. don't Agni will take the old food stuff and be like well this isn't this isn't stopping 
I'm still getting more work than I can handle. And it starts to turn food into toxic substances and it puts it into different areas of our bodies and the doshas take it there. And then the Uh. doshas get imbalanced in our tissues. And then we're like, I don't know why I have knee pain. I don't know why I have hip pain. I don't know why I have acid reflux. I don't know, like a bajillion, like name all the diseases we could possibly have. It comes from undigested old food. Really? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Not all the diseases. Yeah, not all of the problems. Some of the problems are genetic. Some are environmental. Some are, you know, there's a list of like 10 of them. But most of the reason why we get sick, allergies, colds and flus, all this stuff, is because our food has not digest, been digested and used in the tissues properly and expelled as waste products properly. There's a malfunction happening. And so on Thanksgiving, we malfunction the heck out of our digestion for a day. And, yeah. you know, I mean, well, whatever. Look, I like cupcakes and wine just like the next person. I just do it in balance. You know, I do the right things like, 85 to 90% of the time, and then I can screw off for 10 to 15% of the time, and it's fine. It's not going to hurt me. That's called loving life. Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Oh, cool. So, yeah. Did that answer your question? If not, feel free to ask me. Like, look, we could be on the phone for, like, 16 (laughs) days in a row, Joyce, and we could talk about this forever. (laughs) I think we could. Now, I know that look, the rest of the people like me that may be listening in need to get your book. So yeah. to make this clearer, I need a very clear. You've done a beautiful job, but I need it even clearer. And okay. so where do we go to get your book? Go to Amazon. And it's called In Your Element by Monica Bloom. You can also, if, if you want to get that book, that's cool. I also have a YouTube channel you can totally binge watch. It's Hey Monica B. Oh, um, I love that. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. So go to YouTube, Hey Monica B. I've got a lot of teachings on there and some cheat sheets and stuff you can start to learn right away. I've got a beginner's playlist. Just go to the beginner's playlist. I explain everything from um, the very beginning so you can get started. And then I have my website, which is Hey Monica B. Dot com, which you can find all kinds of information there, um, some of my uh, classes and um, things that I offer there as well. And my yes. blog. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is great. Yes. Well, you've written, you've been a big contributor to a lot of the magazines, um, Spiritual and Health Magazine, mm-hmm. Thrive, uh, Thrive Global. I mean, lots mm-hmm. of, you've just been very busy lady yeah well i think everybody needs to know about this everybody everybody has a right to have the tools to empower their own health everybody has a right to that we all deserve that and like i'm not shutting up until everybody does so i got work to do joy (laughs) you do you do (laughs) but i have to say you came up i i my hands Hats off to your parents. Of course, Bloom is probably, oh. is that your married name? No, that's my name. Yeah. I love Monica Bloom. How'd you get such a cute name? I don't know. I got lucky. You did. That's a great name. You Thank didn't you. make that one up. It's just too good. 
<laughs> and it goes with your program. So what, it does. Is, what has been the most fulfilling thing that your journey is to, you've discovered Ayurveda, and mm-hmm. what is the most fulfilling thing that, that you've experienced in your life? And I assume it was discovering Ayurveda, but what has that done for you to be able to bring that to so many people? Yeah, I think it's watching people up. There was one person who summed it up perfectly, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my God, Monica, I read your book. She's my coworker at the time. I said, yeah. yeah. And she's like, I feel like my whole life makes sense now. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> like, okay. And it, it's that. It's, it's, that was a pretty fabulous moment. Like, I'm like, wow, I helped somebody, like, make sense of her entire life. That's amazing. But it's that spark. It's that yes. thing. I love watching people discover Ayurveda because I relive it. I'm like, when I first discovered it, I was a sobbing, crying mess. I didn't even know it existed. I found it. And everything I read online was all about everything I believed about our mind, our body, our spirit, the universe, the ability to heal ourselves, the ability to heal from nature, how to eat according to you, da-da-da. And I cried and cried and cried and cried. And four days later, I enrolled myself in school. And it's that (laughs) spark that sparked Uh me. And when people come to me and they're like, oh, my God, my God, and they're new and they're so excited, I get it and I love it. I'm like, yeah, you're on. You just began. So much more cool stuff. Mm. And, yeah. and it's like, it's watching them connect to their authenticity. It's watching them connect to hope and faith that something is going to work for them, that something makes sense, that we see people as unique individuals. We're not just diagnosing somebody's allergies or gut problems or whatever they want to call it. It's seeing this as a human being with a mind and with a spirit and they suddenly see it for themselves and they're like, Oh, this is me. That's the most mm-hmm. fulfilling part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got so far out of that as we matured and grew and our, our environment started to direct our lives it's really refreshing now to see how many of us reach outside of the what we've been programmed to be and say, no, it's enough. I'm not doing this yeah. anymore. I want to That's find right. out who I am, and I want to That's live right. my life, That's not right. somebody else's life. <laughs> That's right. So, and don't forget, the reason, remember when we started our conversation today, the, the um reason for longevity, Ayurveda is the science of longevity, because mm-hmm. we are here to serve, to make a difference, to live out that thing that we're supposed to do in this lifetime. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Yes, I like that. Now, had you been exposed to somebody when you first started your journey with Ayurveda, or did you, how did you even come in in touch with it? No, it was random because I was working on something I called Project Monica. Remember when I would told you I was a hot mess and I was depressed and lonely and all the yes. terribleness? Um, yes. So then I was like, I'm going to disappear and I'm going to go on a yoga retreat to India because I was already doing yoga and I was like, what's more exotic than India? I'm going to go really far and I'm going to yes. go somewhere, disappear. And so I mm-hmm. Googled it and I found this retreat center with like these little huts, they were on the beach, and it said, 
uh, Ayurvedic massage therapies, Ayurvedic foods, Ayurvedic stuff. And I was like, what is this? Why are they all gung-ho? What's this Ayurveda thing? What is that? And I didn't even know how to say yes. the word. I was like, I, you, like, whatever. It's weird. <laughs> so I Googled it. And then I found, I don't know what website it was. Most of it was like in Sanskrit weirdness. And I couldn't make sense of any of it. And I found one that explained Ayurveda is the knowledge or science of life. It believes that we are unique individuals. Um, there is not, there are not two people that are exactly the same, and therefore our diet and lifestyle needs to serve us as unique individuals we are. We believe in prevention. We believe that we are a part of nature and that nature can heal us through our food and through plants. And I was like, what? And then it was like the psychology and like the mind is all connected to the body. The body's connected to the mind. It's all connected to the spirit. goes around a circle. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and that's when I had my freak out. I just started bawling. I just started, my ears oh. got hot. I felt the fire rise up all the way up through my head. I, my ears got hot. Tears just <laughs> flung out of my face. My head was down on the keyboard, sobbing and sobbing. And I just sat there. I was like, why didn't I know this existed? Because at the time... I had hired uh, an acupuncturist, a nutritionist, yes. a life coach, an energy intuitive, and a therapist. Yes. I had five people hired to help me figure out me. And when I found Ayurveda and I went to school, over time, I became all five of those people for myself. Oh, that's awesome, Monica. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And then I was I like, I got me. You went to school. You went to school for for. A, Ayurveda. Yeah, I went to Ayurveda school. Yeah, so okay. I went, there was a school um, in Foster City, which is in the Bay Area, and yeah. um, they had a year and a half program. And so I went to school there while I was working and doing all my thing because I can't just do one thing apparently. Um, but I was doing all these other things, and I was going to Ayurveda school, and yeah. um, that's how I learned. Yeah. And then I went to India. Yeah. Then I went to India for some advanced training. Um, since then, and now I'm in an advanced studies class um, with students from around the world, and we read the ancient text, and it's on Wednesday mornings at 5 in the morning. Um, oh, my goodness. Our teachers, yeah, our teachers are in India, so it's 7 p.m. there, and it's 5 a.m. by me, and we all, we all keep learning. So it's lifelong learning. I'll never be done yeah. learning it. Yeah. Well, I kind of feel like that, and I'm not innovative, but I'm always wanting yeah. to learn. I just feel yeah. there's always something more you know ahead yeah. of me so but you did make it to india and you did go did you go to the retreat centers or a spa you know it kind of looked like that it did kind of look like that but instead of receiving the treatments i was learning the treatments and i was practicing the treatments and yes there were little huts on the beach um the little hut on the beach was dark and super hot i gotta tell you it was not luxurious like it was hot like we were sweating buckets like we're doing massage on each other we're sweating i'm like not exactly what i had in mind but okay i guess i did manifest the hut on the beach in india thing yeah right <laughs> well, but it was great it's great I, yeah um I've looked at those retreats and I've not ever decided that was the place for me, but yeah. I know that there's a lot of growth that goes on when women do make the decision or people make that decision to go. I mean, we've all seen the movie <laughs> that yeah. was, um, oh, forget who did that, uh, about going to an ashram and to learn about herself. Okay. So, um, I want to say that. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. I mean, you've given us so good, 
you've started us on a journey that I can see will benefit many of my listeners if they choose. And I'd say the easiest thing right now is buy your book and go to YouTube to find out more about Ayurveda. And uh, you would just be so much fun to go with (laughs) on this journey. Yeah. So I can definitely see, but I thank you so much for being on my show today. This has just been a real pleasure, and um, I thank you. Joyce, thank you so much for the invite. It was, it's, it's been a joy to meet you and give you those good squeezy hugs in person, and just so much fun to be able to connect here in the space where we have a little bit more concentrated time, and we can actually bring some life-changing um, yeah. good stuff to your listeners. Like we yeah. all deserve that. So I hope yeah. listeners that you do go grab a copy of my book and begin the journey. Just begin. You don't have to know it all. You don't have to be intimidated. Just be a little bit more curious about how you can bring, um, more, yeah. more life to your life. Right. Yes. So I yeah. thank you in this brief time that I have with you. I thank you for being here today. I look forward to seeing you next week and I want you to go out there and make this an awesome day and move it on into the week. Go to the bookstore, go to YouTube, and connect with Monica Bloom. Thank you for being here today. Joyce Buford returns next week at this same time for another edition of Second Wind. Through the Joyce Buford Empowerment System, women are receiving support during their transition and are able to reclaim their true purpose and strength. They receive the tools they need to map out new lives. You can find out more about her coaching services at 